the Tiffany and Tyron podcast Christmas special. Oh, yeah. You better watch out. That's going <laughs> to be our tagline for the entire show. Uh, thanks again for joining us. Um, last week was amazing. We had a great set of reviews, and I want to thank everyone who listened. And please feel free to share our podcast. There's someone who needs to hear from us. Uh, remember, our objective is to help at least one person. Mm -hmm. If we could just change the trajectory of one person's life so they don't make the mistakes that we made, we'll be so happy. Uh, combined 45-year mistakes, to be exact. Oh, exactly, yeah. <laughs> we've had a lot of mistakes in those 45 years, but we've learned our lesson, though. It took yeah, a while. Yeah, just, it, it took a... Yeah, it's kind of like a prison sentence, isn't it? When you really think about it, like it's you know, like a long prison sentence for two of us. And you were in prison for a while, and now you come out and you're a little bit more functional because you did all those trainings while you were in prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of crazy like that. No, it's also like prison in the way that when you leave one of these narc people, you feel like you have to go back. In yes. prison, that's called being institutionalized. Ah, that's absolutely true. Mm -hmm. In fact, that ties right into what we're going to be talking about today. Because we want to get you out of the institutionalization of Christmas. Mm -hmm. Better watch out. It's going to be seriously funny today. Today we're going to be talking about the effects of Christmas blues. Now remember, it's supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year. I really want to sing that song, but I can't because you're not supposed to on these podcasts. They call that something about copyright something something. So fine. I'm not going to sing any songs, but it would sound really good. But unfortunately for most people, it's not. It's not the most wonderful time of the year. It's a time of the year where they tend to feel, you know, pressured, you know, social anxiety. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that's the dominant feature of Christmas blues. The yep. loneliness. The guilt trips. Oh, yeah. Yeah, people say things like, oh, you shouldn't be alone at Christmas. If it's one time of the year where you shouldn't be alone, it's Christmas. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> people say stuff like that, and they mean well. They genuinely mean well. And and I get it, because they've had a great childhood, or they've had great functional families. Mm. What's but, that? Well, that's the thing. You know, some people do have that stuff. <laughs> is, that, is that an actual thing? It's an actual thing. Wow. And some people just do not. So, you know, we're going to be talking a lot about that tonight, um, today. What time is it? We don't know, because this is in podcast land. There is no time. There is no time. That's what I like about <laughs> podcast land. This is so much fun. And the other thing we're going to, the other topic we're going to cover is financial pressure. Yep. Those are the three things that we're going to talk about in the podcast today so that you can get over your Christmas blues. We're going to give you permission to say, not this year, Christmas. Mm, permission. Permission. Mm. We give you permission. <laughs> if anybody asks you this year, why are you not coming to the Christmas party? You get to say, Tiffany and Tyron said, nah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not interested in that this year. If you come hang out with us, you listen to our podcast on this yep. Sunday. And there'll be two of them, actually. Two Christmas specials. Yep. This is part one. And like I said, we're dealing with Social anxiety, loneliness, and financial pressure, all in the bucket of Christmas blues. Mm -hmm. Okay? 
here's the thing. So did a little bit of research. He again? Wow, you're on a roll. You know, I, I people like my research. Well, I'm not saying they don't. Yeah, they, they told me. It's like, <laughs> they like my research. So here's what I kind of found out. When you check your, check your calendar, everybody, Christmas occurs around the 25th of December, I think it is. It's Christmas Day, right? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it is too. I'm, I don't follow it anymore. And then there's something called New Year's. New Year's. Yeah, that's like that thing that people celebrate to welcome a new year or something. Yeah. Drop the ball, boom, kind of thing. Big party. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Like yeah. New York City. Yeah. yeah, big thing. Yeah. And then that's followed up by Valentine's. Ooh, my favorite. Your favorite. <laughs> flowers. <laughs> Traumatizing flowers. So that's the thing. So what happens basically is that you got this trifecta of events that favors the narcissist. They love it because it's a great time to give gifts. It's an excuse to love bomb you. Mm-hmm. And you feel like a total idiot when people say to you, Come on, he's just being nice. That's a great gift. You don't mm. want to take that gift. You know something is wrong. You feel mm. pressured. You feel uncomfortable. It's the season. It's the season to be happy. It's the season to be jolly. And it's festive. Have a drink. <laughs> all of these things kind of get you all lined up, loosened up, primed, pressured to perform, to accept. Love bomb and abuse. Mm-hmm. It's that time you also feel a little bit lonely, so you kind of think, "Oh, I don't have a relationship, and at least I'm getting a little attention right now." And yeah, I know he's an idiot, but maybe this time. And mm. for three months, or oh, just about, you know, within that three-month period, you get some good treatment. But yeah. it's only a matter of time, and it dump you right after Valentine's every single time. You know, <laughs> it's kind of interesting, but yeah, that's kind of how it works. Hmm. Now, why does this happen to you, everybody? What are some of the features of the priming and programming that happened to you in your childhood hmm. that brought you to this mental space of constantly returning to the love-bombing narcissist at Christmas and losing them again, losing in air quotes, <laughs> sometime in March after they pick a fight with you? Dump you all over. Uh, have you ever seen experience this form of love bombing when you were maybe, you know, like a little person, you know, the priming stage? Do you know what that kind of looks like, Tiff? Well, I never had Christmas growing up, Ooh. as people know. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. yeah you That's the thing I should make fun of, but I'm not oh. going to. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, yeah, yeah. Go on. <laughs> but I have observed mm. the way parents behave and their children and so you get a big family gathering and there's a bunch of uncles, aunts, cousins that the, the child doesn't really know and uh, their uncle Sam or whatever gives them <laughs> Sorry US citizens just a guy named Sam who happens to be an uncle. Sam. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> so he gives little Johnny a gift. 
I'm loving these names already. First thing. Um, yeah, and then little Johnny's mother. Um, oh, look, little Johnny, your Uncle Sam gave you this gift. Go, go and give him a hug. And the child is like, oh, I, don't, I don't want to. He stinks. And you're like, no, no, no. He, he was so nice to you. You should be grateful. Go, go give him a hug. So from a young age, kids are taught when this happens to trade affection for gifts. Oh, that's powerful. That's so powerful. That's so, all part of the, the priming, part of the priming stage. Eh? Yeah, so imagine you are a loving, kind parent. You really love your kids, but you just literally abused them. But you didn't know. Mm -hmm. you, you didn't know what you were doing. You thought just like what happened to you as a kid. Oh, this is the way. You forced your child to go sit on Uncle Sam's lap. Child's intuition is 100% turned up. Mm -hmm. That's the beautiful thing about children. Their intuition works. Yep. It takes a while for us to lose that intuitive, you know, um, sense that we have in terms of programming and priming. Um, but kids, nope, it works really well for them. In fact, my research indicates mm -hmm. that um, they're more reliant on their intuition than they are the five senses. Mm, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Kids are very perceptive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes when they say he stinks, you know, yeah. We get it. You feel a little embarrassed as a parent because they don't really smell that bad or anything. That's not what the issue is. Mm -hmm. It's that the child doesn't know any other way to express it. Yeah. It's it's just their defense mechanism kicking in because they just don't feel quite comfortable. Mm -hmm. You know, and what's our advice? Uh, don't force it. Mm -hmm. In fact, you shouldn't even invite your child to do something like that. Not at all. That child should be free to decide whether or not they want to be with that person. Mm -hmm. So this Christmas, please don't do that to your kids. Don't force your little daughters to go sit on weird people's laps and encourage them to, you know, have to show gratitude and appreciation uh, in exchange for a gift. Because what you're doing is that you're mm -hmm. priming them for later adult life. When some narcissist comes along with gifts, presence here you go see mm -hmm. what i did for you now you feel obligated yep you feel like if you owe them something back that's a lot of pressure mm -hmm. for a six-year-old it's dangerous and even more for 36 year old or 26 year old you don't want that that's dangerous mm -hmm. yeah have you ever seen anything like that though because you know you, you talk about it but you sound so convincing you didn't have christmas so did you experience this at all? I must have somewhere because mm. that popped into my head and I don't really know where it came from, but I know I've witnessed mm. I've this experienced at some it. point. Yeah, I've been told, oh, that person, you know, sent you a gift in this, you know, like a monetary gift. Oh, yeah, they put this money in a gift card for you. Remember, it bought this thing for you. Go talk to them. Go say hi. And I always felt like, I don't know that person. It's not that you're not grateful, but I just didn't know the person, and I felt scared. Mm -hmm. And I think rightfully so, because most of the time later on in life, you know, when you grow up, you realize, yeah, that was creepy Uncle Sam. You know, that person wasn't necessarily the best person to be around. Mm -hmm. There's the other messed up thing, too, right? 
You know, parents, you don't send the right messages all the time. So you're telling your little kid, go give Uncle Sam a hug. Go on. But when they observed you hugging Uncle Sam and you came through the door, your hug wasn't very genuine. Your hug didn't look like if you (laughs) were to hug Uncle Sam. Mm -hmm. You know, you did that distance hug where you kind of stick your butt out and you lean forward really close, but, you know, still, like, kind of resistant because you don't want him to, like, touch parts of you. Yeah, you feel creeped out by him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your child picked up on that as well. Their intuition works. Yep. It's really important not to kill your child's intuition at such an early stage in their life. Repeated (laughs) experiences like this will mm-hmm. definitely, you know, make that child feel a little subservient, a little, um, you know, like, I owe that person now. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that will definitely pay with their money. So, yeah. Hmm. Well, I've, I've got some fun Christmas stories. Oh, I'm excited now. Share some with me. <laughs> so, I don't, um, was it around Christmas? Yeah, yeah, it was around Christmas. So family member of mine and her daughter mm-hmm. came to visit me when I lived in a different country than I live now. And um, so the, the little girl is three years old and I was with NARC number one mm-hmm. and he wanted so bad for her to accept him immediately and treat him like, you know, a relative she's known her whole life. Like favorite uncle? Kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. Here's my favorite it was, uncle. It was really weird. Mm-hmm. She only met him for the first time at three years old. And I re- we went to build a bear and he bought her a nice bear, whatever she wanted. And uh, he gave her a, a hug or her mother told her, oh, your uncle did or did something nice for you, bought this for you. You should mm-hmm. go give him a hug. And I was witnessing this and the look on that little girl's face was clearly, she was clearly uncomfortable. Three years old. Three years old. Three years old. Yeah. And she was, she was standoffish with him. Like you said, their intuition is turned on high volume. And she was always uncomfortable around him. And he didn't like this at all. And we got back and he didn't get angry at the child. But when it was just him and I, he expressed his his frustration, his anger that mm-hmm. this little three-year-old girl who he just met wasn't showing him the kind of affection that he thought she should be showing him. He expected her to be grateful yeah. for that fear. Yeah. By buying her a gift, she should just, you know, completely trust him just like that. And he was actually very, very angry. No, here's the interesting thing. You're, the, you're an adult. And that's what you were married to. Yeah, these are the effects. Me. I know, right? <laughs> but these are the effects of priming and programming. Mm-hmm. You know, as a result of this stuff, right? Yep. You don't even realize at that time. Mm-hmm. You're married to this person. And yeah. you're not even thinking narcissist in that no, moment. This is, that now, this is now emerging. You know, you're now yep. beginning to wonder like, what it's confusing like yeah. why are you upset about a tree oh, or i was confused at the time and looking back and reflecting wow i was really messed up i can see that three-year-old child you were angry at a 
three-year-old. How pathetic are you? Yeah, pretty pathetic, but somebody primed and programmed him. Oh, of course. You That's know, how it happens. Yeah, most men, unfortunately, do have that perception. Um, later on in life, when they're abusing females, they say things like, I let her live in my house rent-free. <sighs> She's so ungrateful. Then she left me. I can't believe she left me. After everything I did for her. Yes. She was my everything. And I gave her, I what, what did I say? I spoiled you. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, these men are programmed. That's the effect of this programming. Mm -hmm. You can go either way. You can go down the narcissistic line where you become entitled. Therefore, I give you a gift. You owe me. Mm -hmm. Or you can go down the codependent line where the effect on you now is like, you know, you go into your little shell. And now you feel obligated every time somebody gives you a gift. Mm -hmm. Neither is functional. <laughs> you want to be balancing your child, listening to their feelings, allowing them to express themselves. Mm -hmm. When your child says to you, no, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. Just accept it. And, yeah. and don't be afraid to stand up for your child. Some people will, as you said, get it, you know, a little bit annoyed with the adult, you know, because I guess mm -hmm. he would have been saying to you, I don't know what's wrong with your niece. Mm -hmm. And the wife bought her a beer and she didn't even hug me. Yeah. Oh, you know, but you get a little more defensive for your child and say, hey, listen, she's just a child. Yeah, that, that didn't work. Yeah, you, you, you help your child set those boundaries, yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah, eventually that child would later on in life it's a big investment you know it pays off 20 30 years down the road when that child is confronted with a narcissist they know not to choose that person mm -hmm. because of the things that you gave them this christmas awesome eh? yeah, yeah wow absolutely yeah it's powerful loneliness mm -hmm. let's jump into some loneliness at this time of year everyone says oh you can't be alone why don't you come over to our house for dinner? Mm -hmm. No, you were a single person the entire year. You did not get an invite. Nobody wanted to see you. But just because it's Christmas, now you have to be all socially awkward, mm -hmm. dress up, go to somebody else's place, people you don't even know. It's not your group. Mm -hmm. It's not your social group of people. Maybe you only got two people. And they've left town or wherever, gone to see their family. Mm. I want you to allow yourself to say, so what? Mm -hmm. It's okay. Yep. You make a better plan for yourself this year for Christmas. There's nothing wrong with being alone. It doesn't mean that you're lonely. Yep. I remember the pressure feelings to go visit my family for Christmas. I, I didn't want to. This is adulthood. Uh, actually, just about five years ago or so. Mm. Um, they just lived down the street. And I would always feel pressure and guilty. And oh, I should buy them something. And even though they're, what they bought me was complete crap. Buy me a scarf between the two of them. I buy them Pandora jewelry. It's like, what the hell is this? Scarf between the two of you, really? Anyway. Wait till we start talking about financial pressure. 
Uh, oh, wow. I've got a really good story. Okay, looking forward to that one. Anyway, I had this pressure. I was never comfortable there. The, the one person was, I've realized since, was an absolutely bold, complete narcissist. Um, yeah, I never wanted to, I never wanted to be over there for Christmas. They were my family. Quote, so they were relatives? Relatives, yeah. But yeah, I did. It felt like they were strangers. They were strangers. See, that's the thing I find about Christmas and, you know, like all this other seasonal traditional stuff, you know. I, I think a, a lot of stuff gets lost or mistranslated. Um, people who are your relatives, um, to me, I don't think of them as family. I think family are people that you choose. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So yeah, you can choose a relative. You you can choose to have a great relationship with a relative, and then they're your family. But being blood related to a person, mm. you know what I'm saying, and and then you have to be forced by tradition, because you are blood relatives, to move yourself to a location that you do not want to be at, mm -hmm. and the pressure that you feel in the name of you're going to be lonely. You get what I'm saying, right? It's mm -hmm. like they do this stuff to you and make you feel awful. Just about the same time, you know, four or five years ago, every single Christmas, this relative of my ex-partner, she puts on this huge gathering at her home, mm -hmm. sizable home, lots of people, none of who really know each other. You're expected to show up because you're an in-law. You don't live too far away, just like how you were. Mm -hmm. And you have to put on your best behavior, you know, buy gifts for all the kids that are going to be there. Expense that you can do without. You don't mm -hmm. know these kids. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you get them? You know what I'm saying? Um, you have to participate in these festivities. Mm -hmm. You know, like sometimes they may have like a little mistletoe. Um, I don't know why people do that thing and they pressure you then to like do stuff to people that you don't want to do or you got to show off how wonderful you and your wife are because you're under the mistletoe when you come through the door and you have to give a little kiss to prove that you still love each other. Um, needless to say, you probably were just like screaming at each other in the car <laughs> because you were totally pissed off or some stupid reason because it's mm -hmm. christmas you know you're frustrated mm -hmm. you know you got to drive over there it's cold outside it's icy mm -hmm. uh, she took forever to get ready you want to get there at six so you can leave at 7 30 the latest because that's the extent of your mental capacity to deal with strangers and be fake mm. <laughs> but mm -hmm. no no somebody plans to hang around a little longer mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so you, you're in you're in that type of setting and you feel the pressure, the anxiety mm -hmm. building inside of you to perform. Act like if you're so happy to be there. And you don't know these people. Mm -hmm. And then they tell the stories. The same they, ones. Same over story. Over. All the complaining. Mm -hmm. Never again. Never, ever again. Mm -hmm. I will spend my Christmases however I choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this Christmas for me is going to be my best Christmas 
since leaving my my ex-husband. Well, actually, I had had no good Christmases there. Let me correct that. Um, in the last six years, this will be my my best Christmas. And what I realized when I left my ex-boyfriend, second one, I left every single person in the group as well because they were just flying monkeys supporters and I came to understand that but all the previous Christmases we would always have gatherings and whatnot and you know alcohol drinking getting drunk whatever and I have I don't have any of those people in my life anymore I have one person really that means more to me than every single one of those 15 or 20 people. But they'll say you're lonely. Let them. They don't know me. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. For years, I, I remember one year I, I, I took my entire family um, on a trip. You know, um, we didn't want to be cold for Christmas and we mm. didn't want to be too warm. So, um, funny enough, uh, we went to Orlando. I can say that. Sure, we went to Orlando. It was nice and cool. Um, you know, between, uh, that'd be about between 50 Fahrenheit to about 65. Yeah, yeah that was, it was nice and cool. It was manageable. I liked it. Um, you know, you get to see the nice Christmas lights and decorations and stuff in the neighborhoods, whatever. You know, we stayed at a really nice place. Want to give that to us in Celsius for the for no, Canadian for the other Canadians? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say that was like between maybe like as cold as eight, as warm as maybe 15, 16. So, yeah, it, that'd be like a great Canadian winter, like a BC winter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I, I enjoyed the weather. I enjoyed the location. And that was it. I was miserable. Hmm. Why was I miserable? Because all of the traditions were haunting me. Hmm. They're haunting me. I thought I had escaped. But my ex-partner brought along the tradition. Hmm. You have to call all these people. Do a video chat with them. You know what I'm saying? And, and you, you've got to do this stuff. No, I'm not saying this is a bad thing for some people. Mm -hmm. But that's why I'm working my way up to here now. Well, some people actually like the relatives. Yes. And, and that's the thing. Mm -hmm. And what I'm trying to do for you who are listening is to give you an understanding, a sensitivity that every, everyone doesn't have the great, you know, family experiences mm -hmm. that Christmas says that you have. Mm -hmm. You know, as a kid, you watched all these movies where people were miserable, and then in the name of Christmas, they got together. Oh, yeah. And just for that one moment, they loved each other. Well, that'd be really great if it really used to happen. Mm -hmm. But And if uh, it happened all year instead of just at Christmas. Exactly. You know, and, and it's a good thing to want it, and it's a great thing if you have it. Mm -hmm. Please, by all means, enjoy it. I'm trying to get the people, though, who don't have it to understand it's okay not to have it. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be alone at Christmas. Mm -hmm. My best Christmas before this year was 
one year I was able to do it alone. I was mm. away on business mm. and it was awesome. I, mm. I didn't get back in time and I realized in that moment there's mm. nothing to Christmas. You don't need all these other people around no. like they say you do. Not at all. Uh, I remember being in the airport because I was trying to get home then for the next day and seeing all these other people working and just just like any other day mm. you could almost forget it was Christmas mm -hmm. and then I realized you know when you really think about it you can just let it go mm -hmm. if you're not into it fine you're all right mm -hmm. you know if it was good for you please enjoy it if it was bad for you please forgive yourself for feeling bad in the previous years and this year you make it what you want to make it. Mm -hmm. Allow yourself to accept yeah. that your life is a little different. Because the funny thing about trauma is that it's predictable. And that's why we tell you to, you know, get yourself a little help. You know, when you get your Christmas bonus this year, if you get one, uh, feel free to um, save it up. Some therapy sessions. <laughs> yeah. Instead of, you know, drinking it out, yeah. You know, partying it out, Buying expensive gifts. shoes, whatever. Buying gifts for people you don't like. Yeah, don't bite them anything. <laughs> don't feel bad. Yeah. The, the other thing I really, is a pet peeve of mine, I'm going to insert that one here. Going out on old years, night, New Year's, Eve, whatever you, mm. however you look at it, mm -hmm. and paying three to $500 at a restaurant that you would normally spend $50 at. That's a thing. That's a thing. People do this thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they buy expensive clothes just for one night. Hmm. Just to ring in the new year. And I'm not hmm. saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying it's not a good thing for everyone. Mm -hmm. And if it's not for you, allow yourself to accept that it's not for you. Mm -hmm. Do not fall victim anymore to the pressure that is created to get you to come out and spend your money, then you could just be at home enjoying yourself. Mm -hmm. In fact, just like how people prepare for doomsday, I think you should have a Christmas doomsday plan. You know, you make sure you have um, the movies you want to watch downloaded before you get bombarded with all the Christmas movies. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you <laughs> get yourself a, a good dinner purchase way in advance, like two days maybe, put it in the fridge if you're warm up dinner kind of person because you don't want to go to the parties i'm not i cook learn to cook do something for yourself mm -hmm. don't fall victim anymore yeah to somebody else's expectations of you mm. feel free to be yourself that year that i did not do the relative big family christmas stuff was my best christmas ever to date mm. I had a moment to reflect and to recognize how awesome I was and how awful some people can be at making you feel bad. Because mm -hmm. that's what they're doing, yep. you know. Um, oh, you didn't do this for Christmas? Oh, that's really bad. Mm -hmm. These little programmings, they'll get to your mind. They'll drive you crazy. Mm -hmm. Have you had any of those ones, Tiff? Oh, yeah. Um, I've come to realize... I know this Christmas is going to be the best one in a really long time or ever. And I have a lot less people. So I've realized you don't need all of these people to have a good Christmas. 
you don't need to be around a whole bunch of people and drinking your face off. And I could just be with one person that I really connect with and have a way better Christmas than hanging around 15, 20 other people I don't like. Oh, I really like that. That is true. Yeah, when you find out one person that you like to be with. Mm-hmm. It's all about the quality. Yep, and they like to be with you as well. Yeah, it makes it so beautiful, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't. You can be yourself. Yeah, that's that's a huge thing. You know what's really powerful too? Hmm. See, here's the thing: there's some people who are not going to have a person. Yeah. Or so they think. See, your person is you. I bet you, if if you really examine it carefully, this is going to be your best Christmas because you finally found yourself, haven't you? Yeah. So if mm-hmm. you couldn't be with that person, like, together on, on Christmas Day, would you be depressed and lonely and feeling all bad? No. Because you like yourself. I love myself. I love hanging out with me. Yeah. I have the best time with me. That's that's what we're trying to tell you. It's It's amazing. When you have finally learned to date yourself, to love yourself, to go out with you and have the best time ever doing what you would like to do, mm-hmm. spending money on you. Every year, the one thing I did do for myself at Christmas, I would buy myself a gift. I've always done that too. And I would hide it from myself after I bought it. <laughs> and I would wrap that gift. Yeah? <laughs> And when everyone else was sleeping, and they'd all seen the tree, you know, they've all seen all the gifts under the tree. The next morning, there was always another gift with no name on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't put, I didn't put like a, like a name, you know, like they From could Santa. easily. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's how I would do it. You know, it it wouldn't have like you know from Uncle Sue or. You know, Uncle Sue. Yeah, I'm making names up. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Uncle Sue. Okay. Somebody's gonna have an Uncle Sue. Somewhere. Some uh, listen. That's the other thing, you know, Uncle Sue. <laughs> you enjoy your rainbows now. So the thing about it is, though, I I gave myself that gift. Hmm. Everyone would be like, oh, that's so lame. It's so stupid. It would all put me down. But that was my best moment in all the chaos and all the strangers in your place pretending that we're all having a great Christmas. Mm. I always found that was my best gift because I knew what I wanted. I got it for myself. (laughs) I want to encourage you, buy yourself something really awesome. Who knows better what you want than you? Spend your money on you. Nothing is wrong with loving a person and giving them the best gifts ever as well. But for a long time, I spent a lot of money at Christmas on someone that I was loving. Mm-hmm. And I soon came to realize that I was sacrificing my self-love and giving it all away to someone else. And everyone thought that that was special and kind and beautiful. Mm-hmm. You come to learn that's a really awful thing. You should love yourself. 
Mm-hmm. If you love yourself a lot, then you have more of yourself to share with someone else. Yep. Do not be afraid to be alone for Christmas. You can choose to be alone. You can choose to love yourself. And you can have the best Christmas ever. If that is what you need to heal your mind and to feel great for Christmas. And if you don't feel comfortable with some of this stuff, you can blame me and say, Tyron said it's okay. (laughs) But try it out. You know? Ditch the crazy party. Don't do it. Save your money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like the financial pressure to spend money to impress people, put up lights outside your home, to increase your electricity bill so that your house is just as bright as everyone else's. The competition, the mm-hmm. envy. Um, no, do it because you enjoy it, not because you feel pressured to. Mm, or because somebody else is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to Christmas. Yeah, me too. And I haven't for a really long time. Yeah, neither have I. <laughs> this is my first no obligation Christmas in a very long time. Yep. And I, I think it's really going to be special. Uh, I don't have to think too much about what I'm going to buy anyone and if they're going to be angry and upset with me. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, so I have a really good story about that. Mm-hmm. But I will tell in part two. Oh, I guess we're going to be wrapping up here pretty soon. We try to stay within that 40 minute window. So, yeah, we're almost there. Yeah, everything we talk about is our own personal experiences mm-hmm. and our own person. What's the word I'm looking for? That, uh, that uh, P word. P word. Professional? <laughs> I think I'm a what? professional. No. You don't think? Oh, not professional. Okay, well, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm an expert. I'm an expert on me. Mm. I'm an expert on all the things that have happened to create the person I am today. I've made all the mistakes that I wanted to make, didn't want to make, mm. suffered, you know, felt the pressure of it. I don't know what P word you're looking for, but what I want to say is... Perspectives. Perspective. Uh, uh-huh. That's a big word now. Yeah. <laughs> but I get it. Yeah. Uh, we want to change your perspective hmm. by giving you a broader view of yourself by sharing ourselves with you. Yeah. Absolutely love it. You're looking hmm. at me funny all the time. You have a question you want to ask me? <laughs> I mean, you're wrapping up. You, you get one more question, Tiffany. So I, I've noticed this um, this thing on your microphone. I, I, my, I have, mine has like a spongy thing on it. They mm-hmm. Apparently they call them socks. Yeah, yeah and then I have a sock too. Yeah, yeah it's a different kind of sock. But we, you want to describe that sock for me? Yeah, it looks like a little size six. <laughs> Bought it from a friend. Because, um, yeah, some people forgot to order a sock on Amazon and... Oh, no, I did my research. Just talking to an actual sock. Did my research and they said, these socks work too, okay? <laughs> Listeners, thank you so much for listening to us again another Sunday. Um, we're looking forward to entertaining, transforming your perspectives again. Mm-hmm. Just before Christmas, the next episode will be on Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, yeah. Yeah, so yep. we're going to be with you on Christmas Eve. In case, you, you know, this time around you're still feeling a little jittery about that Christmas party, 
You can listen to us on Christmas Eve, first thing on Sunday mornings. Yep. Get your confidence boosted. You don't have to go to that party. If you don't want to. If you don't want to. Allow yourself to choose to love you. Learn to say no, no, no. Instead of being a... Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.